Community Radio. All your friends are doing it. 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 Best frequencies forever. that bring us great shame or deep fears we can't even begin to grapple with. Fear of death, fear of a desire to harm, moments of selfishness and greed, inner demons or villains, inner weak fearful blobs. You know, it's easy to become the things we despise and fear without noticing. It's easy to see what we hate in others before we can admit seeing it in ourselves. We cope by pushing away, projecting, suppressing, distracting, numbing. It's October and the veil is thin, so we confront through the safety of make-believe and ritual. Our fears and hatreds come to life in the ghosts and demons we summon. And we can laugh at them. We taunt them. We embrace them lovingly. For one brief moment each year, we celebrate our fear before once again relegating it to the shadows.
listening to Shadow Time on BFF.FM. I am Lily Sloan here in the secret alley, BFF.FM studios, stalling with words as I try to think of what other words I actually want to say. That was The Terror by The Flaming Lips. And uh, today's show is the first show of four October shows uh, titled Halloween. Because <laughs> I really like this time of year. And I like, I like playing with fear and spookiness, even though I'm also a total wimp about horror movies and such. Um, but today's show, it features a really exciting interview that I put together um, with John Digital, who is a, uh, a DJ here at BFF, but also is releasing music now as Crunch Amp. And his latest release is very spooky and um, uh, dark and moody. And I wanted to talk to him about it and talk to him about his relationship to fear and um yeah I'm I'm going to share it with you soon but first we're going to listen to some more music. Here is Spider Light by Pascal Pinion. Fragile strand of woven thread 
you don't fall into the cracks in the road You're listening to BFF.fm. You're listening to BFF.fm. This is Shadow Time. I am Lily Sloan. And it is Halloween month. So I'm going to just, I'm going to say that a lot. And we're all going to be okay. That's, you know, part of facing our fears is making fun of them and being silly. So Halloween. Um, you just heard uh, the forest scares the hell out of me. Is it the hell? Yes, the hell out of me by Say Hi on Ferocious Mopes. No, yes, that is correct. Uh, before that was Spiders by the Soft Cavalry. Uh, and open that Set with Spider Light by Pascal Pinion uh, from their album Sunder. Now we're going to get into the meaty stuff with a uh, interview with John Digital, who puts music out as Cronchamp. Just a warning uh, up front, there is a little talk of substance abuse and suicidality in this piece and so I want you to know that in case that's something that would be hard for you to listen to I would say it's relatively mild and does not include details but that doesn't mean you know that the mention of it wouldn't be triggering for somebody so there you go here is uh John Digital as interviewed by me and sound designed by me using Crunch Amp's music from his latest relief, Wanderer Soother. Halloween is this whole thing where you know people watch horror movies and they like to be scared and they like to face their fears and they they like to be kind of faced with death. It's all there. And I would just say lean into all of that stuff, like lean into the chaos, but find yourself in it and know where you are in it and know what you can control and what you can't control. And then work with that because there is enough there to get things out and to kind of continue that conversation and for it to be okay. Everything doesn't have to be kind of controlled and like narrow and safe. Maybe we should do a clap. Okay, cool. I always do, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I am John Digital, a.k.a. Cronchamp. I'm a radio presenter on BFF, but I am also a, a growing 
multimedia artist who is creating music and visual art through the lens of neurodiversity because I'm diagnosed with ADHD I'm also on the autistic spectrum and so I'm kind of using the uh, I'm trying to think of the right word I'm, I'm kind of using the way that my brain works to create and kind of share my experience with the world what I've come to realize with myself is that a big thing for me is is just kind of pattern recognition and how easily I can kind of connect the dots and I realize I do it all the time and it it does cause kind of sensory issues for me because you know my brain is always kind of just taking everything in and trying to kind of connect everything all the time I've I've been using a virtual modular synth program I found that there is so much scope to play with chance and possibility and I I very quickly realized that I could set up patches synth patches to auto generate music normally I'll make a patch and I'll just end up having it on for hours and just living in it I realized I could take that out, I could take it into Ableton, I could pick it apart and kind of make something that kind of really works and kind of feels like a real kind of soundscape. And and then and then what I was finding is through the process of that I was kind of capturing where I was mentally as I've been making this music. I go into these really big kind of hyper focus states with it but but more I although I know it's hyper focus it feels more kind of meditative and you know a flow state and it, it was being able to create this music and then step back and be able to kind of get some meaning out of it but its foundation is in chance possibility very odd time signatures I don't think I really kind of make much kind of 4-4 stuff although there are elements in there it's just kind of like really cyclical and so it, it, it just feels like it's like a real expression of me feeling that many times I'm kind of like the odd one out in the room or just my experience of kind of living in a in what is you know essentially a kind of neurotypical world One thing that was happening for me was I was imagining it soundtracking something Mm. and I was getting little glimpses of the story that I was creating around it. I was kind of setting it in an environment that is dark, that is foggy, kind of haunting. bits that are more sparse and then moments like for instance in uneven futures I was like oh and this is the part where we're in the ghost nightclub <laughs> I'm just remembering that I have some notes that I wrote around uneven future in my notebook what is uneven what is about, uneven my, about future? my future it's uneven for the lack of direction, direction. Driving around and connecting circles. My own devised hell. One track. That's like the other element to this is that I do spend a lot of time writing about the music. This year I've just done so much journaling that I've filled like two notebooks. Trying to sate desires that are frankly fucking bottomless. 
was trying to plug gaps in my own psyche where I think there isn't enough for me. And the song that came after it was like, okay, and now is post nightclub and there's an action scene happening. just this whole drawn out narrative that isn't fully fleshed out in my mind like a dream where it's like oh I'm getting glimpses of the narrative but I'm not quite able to string it together yet yeah this feel it feels like a story happening that fragmentary feeling that that is there for me in the music there's lots of things kind of coming up through it especially because like I said you know it's very you know present because it's just happening you know in the now and it's passing Working in chance and possibility and the openness to to maybe what I'm making now won't be what I'm making next year or things will change. Things Things change rapidly from when I'm in the patch to what is actually the end result. It's kind of, there's just no kind of, there is no kind of idea of like a fixed state there for me. And, you know, I've, I've just spent a year just leaning into all of that because that feels like you know a more natural way for me than trying to keep things narrow would you say that you have had to overcome fear of the unknown in order to do that or would you <laughs> say that you you generally cope with the unknown better because you can't function in that narrow way I had to do that during the pandemic. So I had to do that for like two years, you know, because we had some very long lockdowns here in the UK and they were very difficult. And I didn't, I didn't cope well in that time. And I was drinking a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And just kind of, feeling like I was at the end of the line a lot of the time and being diagnosed being on the spectrum so then I had to get my head around that and look at everything through those lenses accept and forgive like everything that had happened before because I didn't have the full picture of myself it was almost like everything that happened before it was like if I had known things would have been different from being diagnosed to actually starting the medication there was a really long gap so that took me up to September 2021 and then I also knew that I'd have to stop drinking once I started the medication. And so I stopped drinking. I started taking the medication. And then it was almost like I was kind of born again. And I just had this whole other thing because my mind started working in a different way. My mind works in a different way on medication. So I've been sober for a year as well, which is the longest I've been sober Because here in the UK, like drinking culture is very embedded in the society and most people start drinking quite young. And it's it's almost like a rite of passage because you, you do it in a sneaky way with your mates. I stopped drinking when I was 42. So for, for nearly 30 years, the best part, you know, nearly 30 years, 
the combination of all of those things has just had this like really big kind of seismic change for me. Isn't alcohol not an uncommon way that people who don't know they have ADHD are just coping? Yeah, it's like alcohol and weed. And I did both of those a lot. And everything and everything else. And everything else. (laughs) Well, you're just throwing everything at it. Yeah, I would just literally throw everything at it. And it was just this like big hungry void. So I'm just going to quickly grab my cigarettes. I'm going to be like two seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm curious about the name Crunch Amp. For a long time, I wanted to like make house music, kind of just really kind of jazzy like house music because that's one of the genres that I like. And I had a name for that, which was Don Champagne. (laughs) (laughs) But then I was like, well, I can't use Don Champagne for this music that I'm going to make. And I just started playing around with the words. And then I had for ages, I had just like Don Champ. And then I was reading about the big crunch, which is, you know, you have the big bang. So the opposite of the big bang is the big crunch, which is the the shrinking of the universe, which will happen sometime. So, so then I was just like, okay, Don Champ, crunch, 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 crunch. Cron, cron, and then I was thinking like cron is in time, but then I was like, no, like crunch, like crunch, you know, because you see that in like memes with like doggo memes, and and then I was like crunch, crunch, amp, so it's kind of like amplifying this idea of there is like an end point and kind of creating in the journey to the end point. And it being about a void and kind of the way, you know, that I use reverb and create these big kind of spaces that everything sits in. And it all just worked. And that's, you know, a good example of me playing around with it all and trying to find the thing that sits right. This soupy kind of existence that I'm in where it's just like I have all these ideas like bouncing around and they just change and twist. And then I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah. I like the idea of memifying the end of the universe in a way, like by making it kind of cute, like crunch instead of crunch. There's something really apropos about it in these times. Yeah. But then just the way like crunch amp sounds to me, it kind of sounds like kind of mechanical or like a little bit kind of industrial. There's the way it sounds when you say it, but then what is behind it is something else. So it's kind of these two different things that are hitting together at the same time yeah you're you're throwing everything at it it's like it's like there's a theme here so my my original idea for this record was that it was going to be called refine feels and it was gonna be about my whole experience of everything that I've kind of talked about already. And I really wanted to like capture that. But I struggled to write the words. So when I decided, ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna ditch that part of it. Then I was like, well, then what do I call this record? Do I just call this record, there are no words? And I was like, no, 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 there's an anagram there. What's the anagram? So there's an amazing website, Internet Anagram Service, I think it's called. I put in, there are no words, and the anagram that came out of it was Wanderer Soother. And I was like, oh my God, that is like, I, like I'm getting like shivers, like thinking about that, the realization of that. I'm kind of going through that experience again, but it was like, Okay, then yes, like this all kind of makes sense. It still fits everything and it fits like how I feel where I'm kind of wandering through all this and the music that I'm making is soothing me. It's almost like, you know, you have this big equation and 
and you kind of solve the equation and then the answer is what you thought the answer would be and the equation backs it up. It's like you could easily get into conspiracy theories, but you're not. You're playing with chance and patterns and moving things around with the big wall covered in, you know, pins and red string, but it's art and you recognize it as art. There were always two paths that I could go down. And like one path was the kind of chaos path that I was already on. And I could have gone deeper into that and I could have self-medicated more. I could have ended up doing like heroin or smoking crack. But something always pulled me back. Something always like stopped me from doing that. And then I was like given the opportunity to completely close that path off. And then like taking the other path was more about kind of self-discovery, acceptance, forgiveness, kind of living a calmer life, like aiming towards a more peaceful life. For all of my life until the pandemic, my fear was being alone and being by myself. And I always did everything I could for that not to happen. Like I was never at home. I was like always tried to be around people. I'd always be almost desperate to be around people. But but that in itself is kind of self-medicating. Because it's kind of like, you know, relying on other people to, to not me be alone. But the pandemic made me face it. It made me face it. And then where I am now, it's just like I get to do what I'm doing and, and, and a big reason why I get to do what I'm doing is because I live by myself and it means I have the time and the space to do that and then I can spend time with people but it's now become like a, a recharge. When I think about what I'm afraid of now I think it's just like running out of time and not being able to do what I want to do. Because of that big crunch. Yeah, because of the big crunch. Well, you know, I know that's really far off. I spent a long time of my life just being very anxious and very depressed, you know, making decisions that were born out of my neurodiversity, but but wrong decisions. I've made some very big actions to kind of end my life. And I now I'm kind of past all of that. But then, like I say, I'm 43. And so it's like, what if I do run out of time? What if I do? That is the big one for me. I made a kind of promise to myself that I was just going to put as much out into the world as as I could. I just want to get everything out of me because I just have such a busy mind. But I've finally been able to prove to myself that I can conceptualize, I can plan, I can create, I can finish. And I just want to just keep doing that and just keep doing that until I physically can't do that anymore.
listening to Shadow Time on BFF.fm. You have just heard an interview with John Digital, aka Cronchamp, about creating uh, their latest uh, bit of music, which you can find on Bandcamp. And you can also find John Digital on BFF's website. Listen to his show. He also has a podcast. Um, uh, the first season covers every Steely Dan, believe it or not, every Steely Dan album. And the second one covers every Portishead album. Obviously, second season is shorter than the first, uh, but it's delightful. And you can find links to, to John and to Cronchamp in the show notes. Thank you for being here on this journey through fear and spookiness. And as we wind up towards Halloween, I said it wrong that time. Um, Also, just a reminder, BFF.FM is a community radio station that is a nonprofit and is funded by donations from listeners and we could talk use your contribution so you can head over to bff.fm to set up a monthly recurring donation a one-time donation whatever works for you but thanks for being here and listening either way um i'd love to play a song by juana molina for you called paraguaya and the song is uh Really cool. It's it's not in English, but when I looked at the lyrics and translated them, um, well, I didn't translate them, obviously. <laughs> Google translated them. Um, it, as well as it could translate them, it's a super witchy song about basically the dark horrors of trying to um, get the person that you are in love with through a love potion. Here is Juana Molina, Paraguaya. Se brebaje a ti te invoco ayuda. <tose> 
That was Juana Molina with Paraguaya from her album Halo. Um, again, thank you so much for listening today and getting on this spooky Halloween train with me. All right, I'm just trying out different things, okay? Um, if you would like to get on the train even more, all month, all Shadow Time shows are going to be themed around Halloweeny things. And I, along with my audio pal, Evan Roberts, we are collecting ghost stories. So if you have a ghost story, and that could be, you know, like a, a ghost, it could even be like a story about being ghosted, anything ghosty, um, please uh, record a voice memo and send it to me. Uh, you can submit it at bff.fm slash shadow time dash voice memo. Um, there's also a link to that in the show description and in the show notes for tonight's show. Love to get your ghost stories. I've already got a couple and I can't wait to play them. They may all be saved for the final show of the month or I might sprinkle them depending on how many I get. Next week, you're going to hear uh, an interview I did a while ago and love to revisit with uh, my friend and now a collaborator, um, Zara Zimbardo about the role of zombies in culture. She is just so brilliant, uh, and it is such a fascinating interview that I originally did on my old show, Radical Advice. And the, the week after that will be another artist interview with Mount Fogg, whose album is going to open, uh, is going to release that week. And then the final episode of the month, the week of Halloween, will be all ghosty. So once again, thanks for joining. Here is Dancing and Blood by Lowe from Double Negative. <laughs> <laughs> 